Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. Okay, hallelujah. How many's ready for the Word today? You ready for the Word today? Amen. All right, God bless you. Let's stand up, go to the, like we always do every Sunday, stand to our feet in honoring God's Word. Go to St. John. In the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John chapter 1. We've been talking about the glory, and I've been mentioning this thing about believing. And I just want to hone in on believing, the power of believing uh, God's Word. And so we'll talk about it today and Christmas Eve. Got a very special service planned for Christmas Eve. You got to be here at 5 o'clock, and uh, it's going to be awesome. But this thing about believing, Let's just read the text here today. John chapter 1, just a couple of verses. And John begins his gospel much like the book of Genesis in the beginning, right? In the beginning, look at verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Then look at verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Verse 11 and 12 is what we're going to focus on today. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. He came to his own, his own people, his own country. God chose the Jewish people out of all ethnicities and all people groups in the world to demonstrate his power, his love, and his covenants with. One of the reasons why he did that is because the book of Deuteronomy tells us that the Jewish people were the smallest people group at that time, so he chose them. God always picks people differently than we pick people. He doesn't always pick the most blessed rest, you know, the family, the affluent families and the successful families. And that's blessed. That's a blessing of God if that represents your family. But we sometimes pick the best looking, the strongest, this, that. He picks the one that's picked last to play softball. (laughs) He he, he looks and says, I'm going to start with them. And that's what he did to the Jewish people. He chose them to demonstrate his love and his power. And Jesus came to the Jewish people, and this verse actually is a sad verse, and his own people didn't believe, didn't receive him. But then you and I are in verse 12. Did you know you're in the Bible? Tell the person next to you, say, did you know you're in the Bible? It it may not be everybody, because we're going to find out this is our verse for the day, okay? Not everybody in church is saved. Come on, somebody. Everybody know that. And if you don't know the Lord, you might have just stumbled in here because the weather's bad and you just pulled in here. Amen. Welcome to River of Life. We're glad to have you. Amen. And we want you just to feel comfortable, feel at home here. But we're going to talk about Jesus and he can change your life. By the time you leave this place, you can be a totally different person. That's what we do here. That's what we're all about. That's what church is supposed to be. Well, here's your verse. Verse 12. But as many as did receive him. That's you. If you've received him, that's you. To them, everybody say to them, he gave the right. Now, depending on your version of Bible, we're going we're gonna, to uh, talk about this today. You, if you've got a King James, it says power. If you've got a new King James, it says authority. If you've got an NIV, it says right. 
It means all of that. To them, he has given the right privileges to become children of God to those who what? Believe. Look at that powerful word. Believe in his name. By the way, verse 13 just says, who, who were born not of blood, not of, nor of the will of the flesh, but of the, nor of the will of the man, but of God. Another thing, in other words, this is a God thing. What God does inside the life of us is a God thing. You can't pretend it. You can't make it up. You can't buy it in a bottle. You can't get that prescripted to you, prescribed to you by a doctor. It's a spirit thing that God does within the lives of his believers. It's a spiritual thing that takes place in a person's life that brings transformation. John says, I just need you to know that it's a God thing. It ain't you. You didn't even do it. It all came from God. Well, John 3.16, before you're seated, let me just set this up. John 3.16 is probably the most quoted, the most memorized uh, scripture in all of the Bible. If you know it, say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his... That whosoever believes in him should not... Amen? One of the most popular scriptures, if you don't memorize it, memorize it. Because it's the gospel in a nutshell. John is the same writer who starts off this book and he tells us, he summarizes what believing really is and what believing really does. And he's going to show us today with these two verses that when we believe in Jesus Christ, he gives us companions. He gives us honors that accompany our belief. This is how we know we, we are believers. So I want to talk about the companions of faith. God gives us honors or companions gives us blessings gives us you things you're going to see today that accompanies true believing that helps us become children of God that's what this is we're going to unpack it today thank you Lord for your word thank you God for everyone that is here and you got us here safe today a little cold and slippery out but we're here we thank you for our live stream audience and family members that are viewing from all over the place Pray, God, that, Lord, we would be more than inspired today. We would be instructed and, uh, Father, receive some truth from your word so we can see the miraculous and the power and the transformation really take place in our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Go ahead and be seated today. Thank you, Pastor Steve. How many are appreciative of our worship team once again leading us into... Got a little Christmas vibe going on today but with the songs, but hey, that's awesome. Bill, you tear that song up. I've never heard to go tell on a mountain like that, brother. Hey, you made me want to go tell it on a mountain, amen? That's what I'm talking about. And so he is from River Rouge, so that's where the blessing comes from, E-Course and Rouge. Amen. Come on, somebody, amen. And I uh, no, appreciate that. All of our uh, musicians and uh, everyone that you, thank you, using your gifts for the kingdom of God. And we are all, all are blessed by that. Uh, it is a blessing, absolutely. So the companions of, of faith that makes our faith is dynamic. Then I begin to think about this, how in this chapter, John says that he makes our faith not just dynamic, but a dynamic duo. So then I begin to think, and I want you to go down memory lane with me for a minute, of the most iconic um, dynamic duos of all time. See what kind of people we got in our church today. What are some dynamic duos? Come on, shout them out. What? Okay, let's go right through them. Here's one. How many remember Batman and Robin? Pow! Boom! Ching. 
And if you were a real fan of Batman and Robin back in those days, you always, when you saw Batgirl come across on her motorcycle in the opening scene, how many knew, what did that mean? No one else watched Batman but me. <laughs> I was there every Saturday morning, y'all. You know, I meant she's going to be in the episode. Anyway, <clears throat> okay. Batman and Robin, here's another one. John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Huh? Y'all know that? Remember them? Most iconic dynamic duo of all time. How about this? Michael Jordan. Who? Scotty Pippen. Come on, somebody. Amen. And Tom and Jerry. Not my favorite. I was Bugs Bunny kind of guy and his friends, but Tom and Jerry. I, I love the little Jerry. He was cool. Poor Tom. Amen. The only guy that got blew up, got his head blown off, got shot and everything. He kept coming. Amen. Hallelujah. And then, how about this guy? SpongeBob and what? What? I got to brush up on this. I got a grandson coming. Amen. I guess it's, it's, it's going to be part of it. And then the best dynamic duo of all time. This came up when I searched for it. Burger and fries. Come on, somebody. Can we give it up for the burger and the fries? Come on, somebody. Amen. What's your favorite burger? Five guys. Any five guys is good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But there's also, I got a little fun with it. I said, what is the worst, not, not so dynamic duo? And that's what came up from buzzfeed.com, by the way, is uh, the worst, what's the worst duo? You know, if you're at home, put it in the chat. What do you think is the worst duo of all time? What'd you say? No? Mint. Girl, you know it's true. As, okay, for everybody that was born after 1992, this is Millie and Vanilli. These were two artists that actually lip-synced their songs and stole the beat from Eric B. and Rakim, by the way. I'm just going to tell you that, right? The best, dopest beat ever. And, and they and they was a fake. They was a fraud. And their song was, girl, don't you know it's true? And they do that high kick and all. Some of y'all had a poster in your bedroom. You know who they were. <laughs> Talking about Millie and Vanilli. Millie's a little cuter than Vanilli. I mean, they were the worst. Man, I just feel sorry for them and their family. They're going to forever be, you know, maybe not everybody knows them, but... Worst ever. Another one that came up was ICP. Worst ever. If you don't know who they are, don't look them up. Amen. And another one came up. Arnold and Danny DeVito from the Twins. They, worst movie, worst movie ever. Just, 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 you know, I like Danny DeVito. And, you know, Arnold, of course, I'll be Bach, you know. How many of y'all like twins? I don't know, maybe y'all, okay, some of y'all like twins. Okay, it's not me. Take it up with BuzzFeed. They, they put them up at the top. And then they put these dudes to close it out was Dennis Rodman and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Double team. Okay, had a little fun with that. That was the worst. Now, some of y'all did have a poster of Jean-Claude Van Damme. I know you did in your, in your house there. He, he was the boy back in those days. Yeah, he was really cool. Worst du- duos of all times. Point of this all is that when we believe in Jesus, and that's what this text is all about, when we truly believe in Jesus, there are some honors or some companions that John says in this letter here, in this gospel, that are given to us that will accompany our faith, like Robin did with Batman. And they are certain privileges and certain rights that will help us become children of God. And I just want to run through them today 
this morning. And, and these are things that we need to know because I do believe that this is the season of miracles. And I do believe that many of us Christians just, you know, we, we don't know about the companion. We, we think it's all about Batman. We, don't, we, we think it's all about this, and it's not true at all. That God has got privileges, he's got blessings, he's got power, he's got all kinds of things that he wants to give to his children, John says there in verse 12, that will help us, and here it is, to become like Jesus. Some of y'all think it's just faith. Raw faith. Well, faith without works is dead. There are things that are supposed to accompany our faith that makes our faith dynamic. And so that's what I wanted to bring out this morning to us today. The first one, taking notes, when you write this down, is obvious, is believing and receiving. Now, we got to talk about this because this opens up the rest of what John is telling us here. He talks about receiving. Believing and receiving go together like burger and fries, like peanut butter and jelly. They, they Believing and receiving from God, they go together. If you believe, you will receive, but if you doubt, you do without. My mom always said, believing and receiving is how we receive from God. Everything that we receive from God is going to come through believing. We hear believing a lot during the Christmas season and all the movies and all that. But listen, it is the centerpiece of the story of God and man. It, it is believing. God looked for it in the Old Testament. He didn't find nobody but Abraham. But it's essential to having a relationship with God, you got to come believing. Hebrews tells us that in chapter 3. If you come to God, if any, without faith, without believing, it is impossible to please God. And if anyone comes to God, he must, number one, believe that he is God. And then number two, believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. How many know what I'm talking about? That's rule number one. you got to come to God believing. The more we believe, the more we will receive. Look at these scriptures. I gave some of them to you when we were talking about the glory. Martha, the brother of Lazarus, she was depressed. She was overwhelmed with anguish and fear. Her brother died. And she was still trying to hold on to faith and still believe. And I'm going to show you next week how believing is simple, but it's not always easy. But she was believing and she was struggling with her believing. And Jesus said to her, if you believe in John 11, remember this one? If you believe, you will see the glory of God. If you believe. Martha, if you can only believe, you will see the glory of God. Jesus said, whatever things you ask in prayer, come on, help me, believing, you will receive. That's important. That's important, especially us Pentecostals, man. We sometimes make it about everything else but the simple. We forget the simple fundamentals of the faith. It's believing. When the woman with the issue of blood, when she got her miracle, the Bible says everybody was running into Jesus and everybody was touching Jesus. But when she came, she touched him. She's the only one that received a miracle for Jesus stopped and said he felt power go out of him. I thank God sometimes you can feel it. You don't always have to live by feelings, but I think you can feel it when the Holy Ghost begins to move. Am I at the right church today? The Bible says Jesus felt power and he said, whoa, 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 stop. 
he, who touched me? And Peter said, everybody touched you, Jesus. What are you talking about? He said, no, no, no. Someone touched me and was believing when they touched me. Can I tell you, everybody likes to pray to the man upstairs. And everybody likes to pray to Jesus at this time of year we do. But our prayers aren't going to get off ground level, baby, unless we have some faith mixed in with our prayers. Everybody's bumping into Jesus. Everybody's praying to Jesus. And I prayed many prayers. Get me out of this one, Lord, and I'll serve you. I was lying. It was only by his grace that he still will answer some of those ridiculous prayers that we shoot up to him. To show his, demonstrate his mercy and his love. But it's the, it's the faith, it's the woman's faith that got her healing. Look at this in Galatians. Paul is writing to a church who forgot about the simple truths. And that's for new converts. We teach them how to believe. We're going to go on to the gifts of the spirit and the prophetic and the apostolic anointing and all these deep things. And as they become, they went into works and they went back to the ceremonies and the, and the law and obeying Moses' law and all this crazy stuff. And Paul says in Galatians 3, he said, I would like to, to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Hmm. Did you receive the Spirit by all these things you've done or was it your simple faith that you begin to believe and God sent His Spirit? Dynamic duo. You believed and you received your Spirit. Then he says this, so again I ask, does God give you His Spirit? And work miracles. You need a miracle in your life? We just prayed and asked if you needed a miracle. Here's the key. He does miracles not by the works, but by you believing in what you heard. Now we know works, and I'm going to get to it here in a second, are, are the fruit or manifestation that you believe. But it starts with believing. The gifts of the Spirit. What did Paul say? Those who have the, are used in the gift of prophesying, prophesy according to your faith. We talk about this on Wednesday nights when we get into the gifts of the Spirit. By the way, they're not my gifts. I don't own them. The Bible says they are given by the Holy Spirit to whom He wills. He gives these gifts whenever He wants to, however He wants to, and to whoever He wants to. Come on, somebody. But what He looks for, what He looks for is faith. What He's looking for, this scripture says, by the hearing of faith, when God hears, and then King James it says, does He work miracles among you? By the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. It's by the hearing of faith. It's the hearing of faith that the woman of the issue of blood. And all the people got their prayers answered. God heard faith. God is listening for faith this morning when we pray and when we worship. He's listening for faith. That's how the gifts of the Spirit are activated. That's how the power of the Holy Spirit begins to come into our lives. And we see through believing. Now let's get into a little bit more. John 11 and 12, John says the word receiving accompanies believing. And in verse 11, he says, Jesus came to his own, but his own received him not. They didn't receive the gift. They, they didn't receive anything because they didn't believe. But in verse 12, and this is our focus, is he actually uses a different word for receiving in verse 12. But as many as Believed as many have received him, that is a different receiving word than he said in verse 11. And I love when you really break these words down, you start to gain, gain more insight. We don't have that many differences in our, we, we do it a little bit in our English language, but it would be like 
using the word like or love. How many know they're both terms of endearment, but they mean totally different things? When you're dating and you want to take that relationship to the next level, you have to go from, do you like me or do you love me? Come on, somebody, right? right? It's a huge, huge difference. Well, Paul changes, or, or John changes the word from receiving, like receiving a gift. When you hand someone a gift, God sent Jesus to give to the Jewish people. They didn't receive it. To this word, receiving. It's lambano is the word that John uses here. And this is what it means. To take fully as a companion. Watch this. To not withhold obedience. Hmm. This is a different kind. To them, he gave the right. We'll get into that in a second. To who? To those that believe, the kind of believing that receives fully Jesus as a companion. The kind of companion that you will do anything for at any time that they ask you. You don't withhold obedience. If your companion asks you to go a mile, you'll go with them too. If your companion asks for a loaf of bread, you won't give them a stone. How many know what Jesus was teaching there? That's what he's talking about. He says you have a companion in heaven that when you ask for the Holy Spirit, he won't give you a stone or a serpent. He'll give you the Holy Spirit. Why? He's our companion to those who receive him fully as a companion. Come on, somebody. Do we like Jesus or do we love Jesus? Difference, difference. John says it's to these people, to them. Everybody say to them. John's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. To them. These people didn't receive, they don't even know what I'm talking about. They didn't even stick around to hear verse 12. They were like, no. I don't want this Jesus. I don't want this God. He didn't, he's not doing it for me, you know, and they, and they didn't even receive it. But John says, I got something to tell those who receive, who believe Jesus and receive him. Because you ain't going to receive him unless you believe him. Them kind of people that are wanting to receive Jesus and say, I believe and receive him fully. This right here, Jesus gave some things to them so that we can become the children of God. This is where that kind of believing is accompanied by becoming. Come on, somebody. When you believe Jesus in the way that John says in verse 12, I believe he is the Messiah. I believe he's not just a historical figure that came and was a Jewish rabbi. I believe he was God's Messiah sent to die on the cross. And I believe it so much, I'm going to receive all of him. Not just sometimes, not just some of him, not just during Christmas, not just during the low times of my life, not during the complicated trials of my life. I want him as my life companion Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 24. He's mine. He's mine. He's my companion. Thick and thin, baby, through the trials, the ups and the downs. I want that kind of Jesus as my companion. I'm not going to withhold obedience from him. John says when we believe like that, we will become like him. In other words, the long, and see, this is, this should be motivating why we do everything that we do. Let me bring us back to why you are here today. Why we serve. Why we give. Why we don't sideswipe that car on 94 that cut us off. Why we don't retaliate. 
Why we don't walk in the flesh when the flesh is screaming at us. But we say, I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm going to do what God said to do. Let's bring it home. I'm going to do what God says to do about my purity, about my sexuality, about my financial situation. I'm going to do it because I believe it. If you will, and John says, if, if we can only get to the place where we believe, this is why we do what we do. When we live like that, we become like him. Because the Pharisees obeyed the law, but they didn't believe in the lawgiver. They believed the law. They, was, they would not miss a church at all, church service. They were there every Sunday, every Sunday, sat on the front row. They knew the scripture. They were obedient, but they didn't have a heart that believed. Come on, help us today. Help us today. You want to see the miraculous? You got to get that faith. And this is why the enemy attacks our faith so much. It's because he knows it's the key of receiving all these companions that I'm going to give you. The longer I believe in Christ, this scripture says, the more I should become like Christ. Ooh. The Pharisees were in church for a long time, for years. They even had kids and raised them the same way. Jesus said this about them. He said, Pharisees, you guys will travel all over the place to try to make one convert of you. You just make them twice as much a son of hell than you are. That was Jesus. Jesus quoted that. You'll never see that on a bumper sticker. He said, you got zeal. And you want to convert people, but you're converting people to be just like how you are instead of converting them and so they be like how I am. And what the difference is, is your heart is believing. We want to see miracles take place. We want to see a breakthrough take place. We want to see addiction lose its power. I'm telling you, it can happen. And it can happen through this simple truth of believing and receiving fully Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior today. Now, this is what helps us become. You ready? There's another Greek word. Got a little teaching anointing on me today. It's okay. Can you hear Can you hear some teaching today on Sunday? We love doing this on Wednesday, but I feel like doing it on Sunday. And I'm the pastor, so this is what we're doing. <laughs> so you got to know a little bit of the Greek. I don't expect everybody to know Greek. But when you know that the Bible wasn't written in English, Jesus did not speak in King James. He didn't speak in English. His original language was Greek and Aramaic. And so when you start learning what the original voice, what the original words were, it does bring some insight, like I just told you about receiving. This is a big one. This is the whole message right here. This is why you got different words in your scripture for this word. To them that believe and receive, he has given them the right. Jesus says, excusia is the word that he used. When he said it, the audience knew what he meant. This is what that word, this is what you receive as a companion to your faith when you and I truly believe and receive all that Jesus has to get us. Baby, this is what you got. Are you ready? It's the right. You have rights. Kingdom rights. Woo! You got kingdom rights. Ain't nobody, not everybody has it. Not everybody has the right. Not everybody has the right to you become a citizen of that country. Then you are given privileges and rights of that country. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because you received ownership. 
privileges. Look at this. Authority. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Capacity. This has got me. You ever try to do something, try to be good before you came to Christ and it, you couldn't? I mean, it wouldn't last. I mean, you just tried to be so good. You even took your, garbage, your neighbor's garbage cans up to the house for him. And no one even saw you. I mean, you, you let the person go in front of you there in that traffic at Myers. Everyone's driving like a fool or a Walmart and you let them go. And you're like, oh, I wish someone saw me. You know, you're just being, you ever have a good day when you're just good? I mean, you get to church, you get in the stream. There's not even a long line. They make your drink so beautiful and delicious. That's every Sunday anyway, right? I mean, I mean, you just have it a great day. I mean, how many, how many know it's a good day when you leave from here and you hit all green lights all the way to 94? Come on, somebody. I can make it from here to 94 in four and a half minutes. <laughs> Wait a minute. I probably... <laughs> when the lights are green and you do the speed limit, man, you get down there in four and a half minutes. I timed it. That's a good day. But how many know those good days don't last? Those good seasons. Here is the ability to be good. You ever try to be good and you just come across as fake and phony? How many know some people that you're looking at them and they're talking to you, smiling, but you know inside, man, your heart, you want to kill me right now. You are fake. Come on, somebody. How many know some fake people? Just look straight ahead because I know you might be sitting there. Just look right at me today. So I know she's talking about pastor. Amen. Said fake people. You know why? It's because without Christ, we don't have the capacity, the ability to be loving, to be forgiving, to be caring, to be kind, to turn the other cheek, to overcome. I'm glad I came to church today. Look at this. Capacity. Competency. I just can't do it. I try quitting habits. I tried quitting smoking one time. Simple as that. Before I came to the Christ, to Christ you know, I wanted to quit my lungs and everything. So I quit buying cigarettes. You know what I did? I smoked all my friends' cigarettes every time I went by. Them. They said, Eddie, won't you quit smoking? It'd be cheaper for both of us. Come on. I mean, won't you just start smoking again? I mean, come on. And, and I would do good for a week, maybe, and kick the dog and get mad at everybody. Because why? I didn't have the ability, the capacity, or the ability. The freedom, the strength, the power. Look, look, a superhuman, by the way. Do you see that? That's the Greek word for excusia. Then I, you can read in the book of Acts that when Paul and Barnabas did a miracle, they prayed for someone that was crippled. And they prayed for them. And he was healed right in front of everybody. They thought he was the Greek god Zeus and Hermes. And so they started to actually sacrifice to them because they thought they were superhuman. They weren't superhuman, baby. They just received Jesus as their companion and he gave them the power, the ability, the capacity, the strength to perform a miracle. Hallelujah. And that's the same thing that John says is given to all of those who are Catholic. Who go to River of Life. Baptist. We were four generations Baptist. And I... Ha- <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Amen. My mama was raised Baptist. She got filled with the Holy Ghost and then they made her Pentecostal. <laughs> this same power is given to those who believe fully to Jesus. Say, I want to receive you. I don't even know what I'm getting in for, but I believe it. I believe it. He says, I give you 
Then he says freedom. Look at freedom. Everybody say freedom. Freedom. I'm going to get to that in just a second. That's freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there should be freedom. There should be freedom in the church. I tell our worship team, Pastor Steve knows it, but if they don't break through, when I get up, it's the hardest sermon ever to preach. And I could be preaching on something good like this. But if there's no freedom, if we didn't break through in that worship, it's like treading through sand or water. Worship creates an atmosphere for the miracles and for God to move. Just like you love to be in a room where people love you, where people are happy to see you, where people are your friends. Don't you like be hanging out with them people? You ever walk into a room and you know they've been talking about you? You just know that they've been talking about you. When you walk in, it's like, it's cold. (sighs) You can feel it in a room, baby. It's that it's that tension because you are you are a spiritual being and God has made you in the image of Him. You you have discernment, don't even know it. When you really when you get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, you'll be able to see it. You'll be able to use it even more. That's what happens when we create an atmosphere every Sunday when we worship, and you do it at home before you even ask God for anything. Put some prayer worship music on, or, or turn it off and sing a cappella. Especially those of us that can't sing, that's our time, baby. Hit all those songs that you see Nancy and Lindsay hit. I can sing just as good as them. No, you can't. But but do it anyway because God is a little tone deaf. He, he looks at the love. He ain't tone deaf, but he sees the love. He says, that's okay, baby. Amen. Don't do that in public, but I'm going I'm to I'm show up for you. Amen, 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 amen. But listen, when we praise and worship Jesus, driving down the road, don't do it when you're driving. Pull over. And get in the presence of God. But when you worship, it creates an atmosphere. It's welcoming God. And God, the Bible says it creates actually a throne. Pastor Steve has taught this before. When we worship and praise God, it actually creates a throne for him to sit on. He's right in our midst. That's why you could be worshiping and not feel nothing. And all of a sudden, you begin to feel. For me, I've noticed years ago, I was chart off. You know, I'm Pentecostal and I was taught to pray loud. You pray loud, brother. And so we pray loud. The veins coming out of our head. I'd be falling on the ground praying in those long prayer meetings. Praying. We used to have New Year's Eve services and pray from 10 o'clock. Remember that, Steve, on Savage Row? We, we invited everybody out. We prayed from like 9.30 to 1 o'clock in the morning. How long can you pray? And I was one of the dudes with a microphone, so I had to keep praying. I don't even know what I was saying, to be honest with you. But we prayed. Amen, amen. And it's good to pray the fervent, effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man available. There, there's a time for that. Then you also read scriptures like Hannah. And I'm going to talk about prayer come January a lot with our church because I've been seeking the presence of the Lord and the direction of our church. And I do this every year. Many of you know that. And he gives us a theme for the year. And where we are going in 2023, I'll just tell you right now, it's going to be a year of prayer. Because I believe we are on the cusp of one of the greatest awakenings we have ever seen. I believe it. You know why I believe that? I believe it because it's almost impossible right now to believe that we're going to see it. And then I went on the, the assemblies of God was waiting on them to announce their week of prayer points because we align with them. We use their prayer points. And you know what they themed the assemblies of God 66 million members around the world. It's a great fellowship. Uh, we're a part of it. You know what they themed the, uh, 2023 to be a year of awakening? 
I've been preaching revival since how long, guys? Remember I've been preaching about an awakening? So that just tells me that we are lining up with what God wants to do. I think 2023 is going to be an awesome and explosive year. That's why God said, preach this. Because the power that I'm talking about is in them. I've given it to them. I've given it to them. And for those that are halfway believing, like a verse 11 kind of people, preach this to them, Eddie, so that motivates them to say, I want to be verse 12. I want to believe and receive all of Jesus. This is the year I'm going after God like never before. This is the year I'm going to go after. I'm going to worship better. I'm going I'm to pray more, read more, share my faith more. This is the year. Because I believe that's why I'm doing it. All of these great scriptures. Strength, power, delegated influence. Now, do you see why Jesus calls this treasure last week? That's why he calls the things God has given us as treasure. Treasure. When you and I believe in Jesus Christ fully, and it's a step of faith. When you choose, believing is a choice. When you choose to say, I'm going to believe in Jesus Christ. Because seeing isn't believing. That's Santa Claus stuff. Believing is not seeing. Believing is when you live it without seeing. That's the kind of faith that we're... Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Things hope for the evidence of things not seen. So so to be like, I only am going to believe it if I see it. You are actually... Saying the very opposite of of what you and I need to receive a miracle from Jesus. Believing is when you don't feel it and you still do it. Believing is when you don't hear God, but you still act on the last thing that he said to you. Believing is when he feels like he's a million miles away, but you're living your life like he's a companion standing right next to you. That's faith. That's the kind of believing I'm talking about today. So take a picture of that definition if it's still up there because I obviously don't have time to break every one of them down. Strength. Oh, that's another one. Let me just give you this real quick. That's why Romans says, um, when we were without strength, Christ died for us. And then, why? Why did he say that? Because you and I don't have the strength. I'm going to break it down in just a second. To overcome sin and things like that. But when you receive Christ, he died. He does. He died for it. But I do want to just break down a couple of these words. And the, the first one that I want to pull out of that and really give you some scripture to talk about is the word access. Believing, according to this, John says it gives you and I, the believer who has received Christ, the right, the privileges, right? The access. The access. Everybody say access. You got access to privileges in the kingdom. Isn't that good? Isn't that good news? Here's the problem. We don't know it. People don't realize how good you and I got it. And that's why we struggle to worship sometimes. That's why we struggle to really be appreciative of the things God has. Because, man, we, we, just, we just forget how good it is. We just don't know. I remember years ago, Melinda and I, we got tickets uh, from her parents uh, who are watching online. Shout out to Don and Ellen Mills up north. God bless you guys watching us. Melinda's parents have come to know the Lord and serving the Lord, and they come to church every Sunday with us. And, uh, but I remember, it was a while back, he got these tickets to go to Fox Theater for a Christmas special with Kenny Rogers. And he gave it to us, and I'm not a big Kenny Rogers guy, you know, or a country guy, okay? 
don't stone me, but I don't like country. My, my grandma made me hate country because I spent the night with her when I was 14 and she would wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning blaring country music. And then if that didn't get my lazy teenage self out of the bed, she'd walk up in the bedroom right next to the bed and she'd pull the blinds and look down at me. She'd pull her shirt down. She was mean. Patterson, grandma, me and granny, we had her. And she blared at country music. Oh, my exes lives in Texas. 6.30 in the morning. But I look because she had the good cereal. I mean, she had the blueberry and the franken. She had the good, didn't she, Steve? I mean, that's why I stayed at Grandma's house. We about to eat, put earplugs in. So I hate country music. That's just me. Don't hate on me. But we went to this Kenny Rogers thing, you know. And I don't know no Kenny Rogers, but I love the Fox Theater. It's a beautiful place to go. And we still go to this day to, to plays and stuff. I love, Melinda loves that we go down there. So we went to the Fox Theater, and we got dressed up, drove my little Mercury Marquis. I got from my, I think, I don't know if I had that car yet. All my cars were needed the companionship of God's blessing. <laughs> we got dressed up. We didn't have much money, and um, we went there. And we, these were good seats, y'all. I mean, we were up. We could see Kenny's beard. And we went, and everyone was thinking that Dolly might show up, right? Because that's where everybody came. And I remember, I was like, Dolly, oh, I remember, yeah. So we went. And I remember everybody kept leaving. We had great seats, and everybody kept walking back. And, and there was this room back behind our seats that was a buffet of delicious prime rib. Double, everything you can think of was in that room. And I was like, man, I know I can't afford that. So I went and got me some roasted almonds. Melinda loves roasted almonds in a pretzel. And I went back to my seat. We were happy eating our little roasted almonds and watching Kenny, you know. You got to know when to roll. <laughs> God, I was like, I know that song. Yeah. No wind to walk away. Everybody was like, I'm wearing my Dita song. No wind. I was just, you know. And then, true story. After the show, the lights come up. And um, the ushers and the staff come down. And they're like helping us out. So we're in line. We're getting ready to leave. And I leaned over to my man. And I was like, hey, man. I said, that room up there. I said, um, that's some good food. He goes, oh, man, they got prime rib. They got steak. They got the chicken. They got you know, all this great food. Now, he said, you get some? I was like, no. Oh. I said, oh, how much is that? He goes, they're free with your seats. I said, say what? He said, yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> they were free. Here's the point. When you receive Jesus, John is saying you got access You have some things that are given to you that come with your seats. So why do you sit there and eat peanuts and live in a life of a pretzel when God has got this buffet in John 1 verse 12 saying, I'm ready to give you all of it. You got access, baby. Get some prime rib. Come back for doubles, baby. Skip the salad and get what you want because I provided it for you today. That's what I'm trying to preach to us today. That's what John is saying. It's so good of a word. That's why some of y'all have right and authority and all because it's too good to put in one word. It's what God has for those to them that receive Jesus fully. You get all that. Look at Romans 5. Paul says, we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You have access. Tell the person, you got access. 
Ask the other person, are you getting excess? Are you eating pretzels? That's what I'm talking about. That's what this verse is all about. He's given to them access. The Bible tells us that when we pray, we can pray and come boldly into the throne of grace. Why? We got access, baby. We got access. We got a VIP backstage pass at the creator of the universe. This ought to make us want to pray more. This ought to make us want to go after God a little bit more. Well, I I don't. Why? Because we don't believe. You see, believing? You see why I didn't go better and eat that prime rib? Because I love me some prime rib. You know why I didn't go back there? Because I didn't believe it was for me. And some of y'all might think the things I'm preaching to you today are not for you. They're for Pastor Eddie. They're for those that's been coming to church. And these, this is for those that may feel shame or guilt or maybe you messed up. Maybe you, you feel like you've sinned and you've done some things. I'm ministering to a young man right now that feels like he's went too far. This is one of the scriptures I told him. This is in the Bible. that All you got to do is believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Receive him fully. Fully open up your heart to him. Don't let him just be the uh, Amazon man where he just stands on your front porch and delivers blessings to you. But some of us need to open up the door and say, come on in to my house and have full access to my house. Because when I give you full access to my house, you're going to give me full access to your prime rib and to your stake and to your blessing and to all these things that God has for you. Do you see it? Do you see it? Someone say access. And then the other one I wanted to talk about. Can you handle another one? Is authority. This is where we really need to know about authority. He says when we receive the way God tells us to receive, believing in authority comes. He has given us authority. We have authority through Jesus Christ once we receive Christ. It's like we, we have many first responders at our church, law officers and police men and women. I work with them at our community. I know them, great people. They will be the first to tell you. They have that authority that they carry has been granted to them. So when they, when they are stopping traffic, for instance, when they put that hand up and they're in their uniform and they got that badge, you better stop. Not because it's Carl... It's because they got a badge that's backing them up, saying, if you don't stop, we're going to have a whole... All I got to do is hit this button, and you cannot run the radio. Some of y'all know what I mean. I don't care how fast your car is. You cannot run a radio. They have a helicopter on you before you get to Metro Airport. We got them right here trying to run. You look like OJ. <laughs> they ain't going to catch me because I got a fool. He's going to catch you. You cannot run a radio. But he says, stop. He has that... Power and that authority has been given to him. He may even be a little Bernie Five guy from Andy Griffith, but you better stop, baby, because he's got authority and he's got power and he's got our backing. Your God says whatever you pray and bind on earth, it will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose, come on somebody, whatever you loose on earth, it will be loose in heaven. Why? Because I'm backing you, baby. I'm backing you, baby. I'm backing you. Why? Because you've received me. You've received me. So it's not your presence. It's not about how you feel. It's how you believe. It's how you believe. 
You have that authority. We have authority over the devil. Look at the scripture. Jesus says, and he says it in Matthew, Mark, here's Luke. Behold, I have given who? You're in the Bible in there again. Look at there. Look at there. Look at the person next to you and say, he's talking about you. Those of you at home, he's talking about you. You. He's given all authority. All of, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. That is demons, evil spirits. You don't got to be afraid of the devil. And over all, everybody say all, the power of the enemy and they shall not hurt you. The enemy can't hurt you. Listen, to tell you a true fact. Satan has power, but he has no authority. Some of y'all caught that. He has power, but he has no authority over the life of a believer. Well, why did this happen? I don't know. Ask Job. But he had to give permission. And what did he say? I can't touch him, God, because you put a hedge around him. He received you fully, and I don't have access into him. I can't touch him unless you let me. And God said, I'm so convinced that Job has taken me fully as his companion. Go ahead and have your way with him because I'm going to hook him up at the end of his life. And he's not going to deny that he knows me because he believes. Put that hedge around him. Satan can't touch you. He can't touch you unless God lets him in there. He, he has no access to us. But he does have power. So what does he do? And I can tell you 20 minutes on how what he did to Israel. He got Israel to open up access to him. <sighs> Give me five minutes on this. This is not in your notes. This is not... He said, remember when, when Balak, when, when Balaam was hired, he's a, he was a male witch, and he was hired to curse God's people. And every time he went to go put a curse on God's people, the Spirit of God would just come upon him, and he would bless God's people. And so the dude that hired him, Balak, was like, man, what you doing? That's my enemies. Don't be blessing them. Curse them. He said, let's go up higher. Let's go say what up higher on this mountain. And he tried to open his mouth and curse God's people. But every time he did that, he opened up his mouth and blessed God's people. Three times. And Balak said, I'll even give you more money. And Balaam said, no matter how much money you give me, I cannot curse what God has blessed. I have no power. I have no access. I can't get into that marriage. I can't get into that finance. I can't get into that body and into that relationship because they shut the door. They got a companion standing at the door. Y'all got time? But this is what he did. Balaam said, I can't touch him, but I can show you how you can get access to a believer's life. Get him to disobey God. Get him to quit believing in God. Because if we do and obey God because we believe in God, we disobey God because we really don't believe. Every time I don't obey God, let me be real with you, it's because I don't believe. I don't believe. It's unbelief. And so Israel began to commit sin and begin to, begin to disobey what God said not to do, not to do. And what happened? That door began to open. Same thing. We learned this. This is a law in the kingdom, a spiritual law that's introduced to us in the life of Cain and Abel in Genesis chapter 4. God says to Cain, why are you sad? 
Don't you know if you just do and believe and do what I tell you to do, you will be blessed like your brother Abel. But if you don't obey, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you. But you are to rule over sin by keeping the door shut, by believing and obeying in what I said. Are y'all with me today? I know it's a lot, but yeah, y'all with me? You know what Cain did? Uh, Just went right over his head. He went and did what he wanted to do anyway. And sin came right in and took Cain down. Why? He didn't believe. He didn't believe. He lost his authority. You and I have authority in Jesus. You have authority over Satan. You have authority over sin. I'm going to start to close. Start to close. You have authority over sin. You see that word I just showed you about freedom? That's one of the companions, right? Freedom. Let me just share this, another principle with you. Whatever God delivers you from, he gives you authority over. That's why some of you that's been healed with a miracle and of healing, you need to be praying for people to get healed. People that struggle with cancer, I get my mom, pray for them. Pray for them. Because you have, we all have faith, but you have the experience. Like if anyone's going to teach me how to walk on water, I don't want Thomas saying nothing. I'm going to go to Peter. I know you didn't make it, Peter, but you got out of the boat. How'd you do it? I want to learn from somebody. Don't tell me how to raise my teenagers unless y'all have some teenagers. Come on, somebody. That just popped in my head, and somebody needed to hear it. Write that down and say, Pastor Eddie said, and you've been wanting to tell that family member, blame it on me. I get blamed for everything anyway. You want that authority. Whenever God delivers you from something, he gives you authority over it. My thing is addiction. I can pray over anybody that's dealing with addiction, and I know you're going to be set free. I know it works because I'm not just a spokesman. I'm also a client. So I, 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 th- there is no needing for faith in that. I'm not boasting. I'm boasting in God that I know it works because I've lived it. I know how to turn a marriage around and make it for 30 years because I've experienced that. Whatever you, and, and so when, when you get, so when it comes to sin, this is the scripture I read that helped me believe that I can break an addiction of drugs and alcohol. Y'all don't understand. Some of y'all don't. I really get transparent in some circles, but I was, I had to party. I had to go. That was my life. I was addicted to that life and everything that come with it. And at 25 years old, I fully surrendered my life to Jesus Christ and the addiction, pow, came right off of my life. And I said, this is unbelievable. I didn't have withdrawals. My body acted a little funny. My mind began to play tricks on me because I wasn't filling it with a substance. I had my struggles. I had my temptations that came later on that summer. I had my battles. But this verse right here in Romans chapter 6 is what really sealed it for me. Are you ready? Paul writes in chapter 6 of Romans and he says, Sin shall no longer have dominion over you. It's broken, Steve, ain't it? It's broken. Why? Because you got a companion. Because you got a companion. Come here, Lydia. You sit on the front row at River of Life. It's like sitting on the front row at SeaWorld. You're going to be included in the message. Say she's Jesus. I know she's beautiful like Jesus. Amen. She's beautiful. Amen. Now. Amen. This scripture means that as long as you got the companion and you go and he, you follow wherever he goes, 
when whatever is coming your way, you just go like that. You ever read that scripture? You can do all things. What did it say? This is how the world teaches. I can do anything I set my mind to, baby. I am in power. I am control. Male, female, anywhere in between. No, you weird. The Bible don't teach that. This is what the Bible teaches. When you have a companion, you can do all things. You want me? You got to get through her. Addiction? Oh, I'm getting tempted. I'm getting tempted. We, Paul comes along in Ephesians, thank you, Holy Ghost, and says, you are hidden in Christ. And that's our problem, right? We want to be seen. Pick me. It's all about me. Paul says, you fool. you got an adversary that's roaming around, Peter said, like a roaring lion. He's looking for your big head to come up behind. He's waiting for you to get out here. I don't need church. I don't need them. They done offended me to my coffee one right this morning. That song hurt my ears. I got a headache. It's so dark in here. Look at those lights. Why he Pastor Eddie wearing that shirt? I don't like his shoes. I'm about to go. And you way over here, and the enemy's going to feed that. Yeah, you're right. Did you notice he didn't even see you today? He didn't even shake your hand, and it's Christmas. And you know, the next thing you know, he's feeding into that. And you're way over here by yourself, and you're like, what is going on like that? I'm in spiritual warfare, brother. You're out of place, brother. You're out of place, brother. Get your place. Get your act together, Pastor Brown says. Get your family in shape, boy, and get behind Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, give her some, some appreciation today. Okay, I'm really closing. I know we're over, but come on, come on, come on. We're going to make it. One more. Okay, this is, this is authority. This is, I got to tell you what you got authority. You got authority over the milli and vanilli of Christianity. You know what it is? Doubt and unbelief. Girl, you know it's true. That's what the devil says. Eve, you know it's true that if you eat of the fruit, you will be like God. He's got his own little song, and he's just lip-syncing what God said, and it's turning around. He don't even have a fresh beat from Eric B. and Rock. He sounds some fool or somewhere, but he's doubt and unbelief are the twins, are the dynamic duo of hell. I'm going to close with this, but this is one of the most powerful things you're going to ever hear when it comes to your Christian walk. It's going to be doubt and unbelief, and they're two separate things. Doubt will come every time your prayer doesn't get answered. Doubt will come every time a promise doesn't happen the way. It's that little doubt. Doubt means hesitation. I want to serve God. I need to go get prayer, but I don't know if it's... I, I, I need to read my Bible today, but... You hesitate because you don't believe. Jesus said to the woman at the well, if you only believed and knew what I had to give you, you would be asking me. Doubt is that little hesitation. If you continue to feed Millie, vanilla's going to come right up in there. Unbelief. Unbelief is, is not when you doubt there is a God. You don't believe there is a God. That's unbelief. And everything I've been preaching up to this point is closed. You try to go get some prime, prime rib. They're going to be like, you better sit down. Kenny's about to do his grand finale. You ain't getting in here. Door is closed. Unbelief is like, you ain't getting none of these. John says to those who did not receive him, they ain't received none of this. Look at this scripture in Hebrews. Paul the apostle writes and he says, 
Beware who? 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 He's talking to the church. He's talking to the church. Beware brethren. Those that's received the companion. Lest there be in any of you. I'm not talking about cray cray down the street. I'm talking about you. An evil heart of unbelief. An evil heart of unbelief. You mean an evil heart of sexuality. An evil heart of drunkenness. An evil heart of covetousness. Those are the big sins, God. It's unbelief. Watch this. This is what unbelief does. It causes you to depart from the living God. I'm glad I came to church today. See that? Unbelief. Doubt begins to turn into that heart of unbelief. I don't even know why I'm here. You're already planning your exit. I'm going to wait till after the year that I'm going to be out. I'm going to wait till, you know, you're already planning your exit. You got million vanilla turning it up in your heart. You're sitting there in church listening to, we're going to sing to Jesus, but then your heart's going, girl, you know it's true. And you got I don't mean to be funny, but this is real. This is, why people, this is why people walk away from God. It's not because they don't like the shirt, the coffee, the light, the sound, the parking lot. That's what they use on their way out. Why they left. Really why they left? Because they don't believe that this is where God has them. They don't believe that God's word that I'm preaching and we're singing is for them. And so you walk away and he's going, come on out where you are. Come on out behind Lydia. Come on out here so where I can get you. And next thing you know, here we go like Cain. Like Israel, walking right out there in the middle of the field. Leaving our companion back there. That's why Jesus said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, but you can leave me. Asa says that in 2 Chronicles. But I love this, and I'm closing for real. Worship team, come. Okay, come on. I'll stop if you guys start moving. Come on. This is how you are coming. This is our part. Are you ready? But exhort one another. While it is called daily, today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. That's why it's important to encourage. Before you leave the church today, I know some of y'all might be in a hurry because you want to watch the Lions beat the Jets and go to the playoffs. Yes, That's why God gave us a DVR and, and gave us all that stuff. Let me tell you how it was serving God 20 years ago when you didn't have a VCR tape and try to tape over it. Some of y'all have no idea what I'm talking about. It's a struggle was real. But now, you know what? That's, it's going to happen. What's going to happen? And sports is cool. But I'm ready to say, God, whatever you're going to do in my life, you can do it right now. So before you leave today, you need to encourage some people sitting next to you. I want to encourage our live stream people. And I love, I hear that many of you encourage others on the live stream chat. What's the one name? Give a shout out. We got some of them right here. Robert. Robert, God bless you. He watches every single Sunday. He gave his heart to the Lord through this ministry. And now he, amen. We love you, Robert. He'll be chatting on the bot. He'll be welcoming everybody. He ain't even been in here. God bless you, man. Love you. Love that. Love that. You've received the companion of Christ in your life. Is there anybody here that's hardened with sin? That maybe you struggle with doubt and unbelief and the enemy's already put in your mind a plan to leave and exit? You better get in. You, you better receive fully Christ today. Some of you have received Christ and you're holding on to maybe 
privileges. You know you've got privileges, but all around you is authority. And all around you is those other companions. We've kind of walked away. It's time to pick them up because we're entering into a season and a year where you're going to need the full armor of Christ. You're going to need all that superhuman stuff. You're going to need to get filled with the Holy Ghost and learn to pray in your heavenly language. Because as I lay me down to sleep, ain't going to get you through, brother. You need to get a hold of and be able to pray in the Holy Ghost and flow it out. You feel that? It's not always about a feeling, but sometimes you can feel it. Stir up the flame that is within you, Paul said. It's there. Pick it up. Jesus. Jesus. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Life, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of his presence his promises and all people and you can watch one of our services that way as well so god bless you i pray god's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week amen